Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. You've taken us to the first epistle of John for our programmes this week, Colin. You've made the point that when we read the Gospel of John and the first epistle of John, it's almost as though Jesus' words are echoed here. I think that's the word you used. We're talking in particular about the relationship between faith and love and also obedience. Now, John sets out in the beginning of this epistle uh, the particular reason for writing. He says um, in chapter 1, Uh, verse 3, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us. Now, fellowship is the sharing of life. That's what it literally means. So he is saying we want you to share in the same life that we have. I think that's an apostolic we. (laughs) And then he says, And our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. So uh, he is writing so that people can share the life of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He then says we write this to make our joy complete. And in those two little letters that follow, the second letter and the third letter of John, uh, he says that, it causes him great joy to see his children walking in the truth. So what John wants to do in this epistle is to bring the truth of the gospel, the truth about the Father and the Son, so that people may share in with him and other believers in that life. And it will cause him great joy to do that because it will then mean that people will be walking in the truth. And if they're walking in the truth, then they will obey God. And if they obey God, then they will be fruitful. And if they're fruitful, then God will be glorified in their lives. This is the kind of train of thought that you see in John's gospel and you see echoed again here in the first letter of John. This is this is the way John thought. So Whatever is happening, whatever he's saying, whatever he's doing, is always ultimately that the Father may be glorified because people are obedient, because they are walking in faith and love. And in case the word obedience sounds a heavy thing, which to many people it does, he's saying that this is the most joyful way to live. Absolutely. And I mean, Jesus said, you know, a new commandment I give you to love one another as I have loved you. And he then explained what it meant. You know, there is no greater love than this that a man lays down his life for his friends. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The most joyful way for a person to live is to live for others and not himself. Hmm, that needs to be heard, doesn't it? That is the most joyful way to live. Uh, And Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So the way to have a truly joyful life is to live for others and not yourself. So he then says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. Now that, of course, reflects what John says at the beginning of his gospel, that 
the light came into the darkness of the world uh, and that Jesus was the light of life. Uh, but John then goes on to say here in his first epistle, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus' his son purifies us from all sin. Now, this must be heard by all Christians. It's not enough to know the truth. You've got to walk in the truth. It's not enough to say, I have received the light. We have to walk in the light. And if we walk in the light, we will walk in the truth. And if we walk in the truth, we will walk in obedience to God's word. And if we walk in obedience to God's word, then we will produce the fruit of which Jesus speaks and God will be glorified in our lives. So you see, this train of thought all the time is there in John's thinking. So if we walk in the light, we will all share in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the light. We will therefore not only have fellowship with him, but we will have fellowship with one another. It's exactly what Jesus said, that if you love God, you will also love one another. That you can't love one another, I'm sorry, you can't love God unless you love one another. The one is the outworking of the other. So John is saying the self-same things here. And he, he says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. He wants people walking in the truth. Uh, but if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's the power of the blood of Jesus. And of course, it's through that purifying of the blood purifying our hearts, purifying our lives, freeing us from all sin, that we are enabled to have fellowship with the Father and the Son. That's why Jesus um, died on the cross. So now we can share his life, but not just share his life, walk in that life, walk in the light, walk in the truth, walk in faith, walk in love, walk in obedience, and therefore walk in fruitfulness that will glorify the Lord. There's a real progression here, though, isn't there? Yes, you, you, you see, I mean, I've steeped myself, I suppose, for years. I mean, 40 years or more in, in the writings of John. Um, and um, the thing I want to do before I, I go to glory uh, is to write my book on John. Uh, which you have started. Which I have started, but I had to put it one side for the, to do this new translation of the New Testament, which will be uh, published uh, later this year in the summer. Um, so, I mean, that was in obedience to God. And I'm so glad, actually, because even in translating that, and um, I teach every year on John in our um, Bible college, uh, you know, I've, I've, you learn all the time. And I've learned still more about John because I'd never actually translated his Gospels and epistles um, until last year. So that, that opened my eyes to yet more things. You say you steeped yourself. How do you do that, Connie? How, do you just read it and reread it and ponder it? Oh, yes. I mean, I've read it. I've preached it. But above all, I've lived it. Yeah. You see, um, uh, as you know, for 25 years, I was living in community. And um, you, could, you could really say that we based our community life around all this teaching of love and faith. 
that is contained in John. So when you when you live the message in a wholehearted way like that, you sure get to appreciate it. It is a very practical message, isn't it? Very. I mean, but you see, so is Jesus' message. Mm. Uh, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and yet do not do what I say? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father that is in heaven. Now, of course, John the Apostle heard Jesus say things like that. So he knew the truth of that. So he was concerned not just for people to make some kind of act of commitment to Jesus Christ. He was concerned that people walked in the truth because... Uh, then they would live, live lives that would glorify the Father. And um, uh, he knew that it was very, very important for people not only to know the truth, but to live it out. And, and uh, if, you, if you were were going to sort of summarize the main argument of this first letter of John in one sentence, you could say, if you want to know what your relationship with God is really like, look at your relationship with your fellow believers. Because your relationship with others is a reflection of the kind of relationship that you have with God. So there's no such thing as a Christian living in isolation, not oh, having no, totally fellowship. Oh, totally impossible. You know, the, the idea of an independent believer that isn't part of a church is just totally impossible scripturally. Unless, of course, God sends you to an isolated place where there are no Christians because he wants you to plant a church. But uh, even then you were sent, you were, you were doing that as a commission by God through the church. But no, the, the idea of uh, sort of an independent, isolated believer is like a branch separated from the vine. And uh, you can't bear fruit in the way that God intends in that way. So I'm afraid there are some people that live in massive deception because they don't see and understand that. Um, but if we uh, just get back to this text now, you see, if, if, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, he forgives our sins, he purifies us from all unrighteousness. Um, in other words, if you're going to walk in the light, you're going to walk in, in, in openness, really. There's going to be, um, there's not going to be things that you're going to feel ashamed of that you need to hide from other people because those are the things that destroy fellowship with one another and actually hinder your relationship with God to a very great degree as well. So you see, he then says, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. He wants to see that walk in righteousness. He wants to see the walk in faith and the walk in love that will lead to that life of obedience. And yet, because he knows the gospel, um, he says, uh, but if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And so this is the kind of um, introduction that he gives, and then he gets into the real message of this faith and love that produce the obedience that God wants to see in our lives, and we'll begin to look at that tomorrow. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 